0: You ever say to yourself, man, I wish I had some clean, affordable, rock-solid training gear for my jiu-jitsu lifestyle? You ever say that to yourself, Lindsay? I did
1: say that to myself from well, time to
0: time. what comes across your mind when you have those thoughts? Let me tell you something. If it's not schismatic industries, you might be messing up pretty bad. Yeah, making a mistake. Yeah. Like I said, they got clean, affordable, rock-solid gear, and they're our newest sponsor. And their customer service is
1: second to none.
0: Get right out of town. Like if you have a problem, they're just, nobody's going to handle it better than Schismatic Industries. Is that what you're trying to tell me? That's what I'm telling you. Very exciting. If one were interested in picking up some of their gear, how would one do such a thing?
1: Well, you would go to schismaticindustries.com. Let me spell that for you guys. Yeah, because some
0: of <laughs> us, like like me, us are from the country and we don't have schismatics All out right,
1: there. Are y'all ready? Get ready. Here it comes. S C H I S M A T I C industries.com.
0: How do you spell industries though? Just in case they don't know. Just in case. I'm just saying. I-N-D-U-S-T-R-I-E-S. What if they don't?
1: Industries.
0: So you're telling me it's schismaticindustries.com. That's right. That's what I'm telling you. And that's where grapplers of all styles are going to go to find products they love?
1: Yeah. And you know it's run by a husband and wife.
0: Ooh. That's good. I hope they like each other. That would make the business easy to run, just like (laughs) ours. Schismaticindustries.com. Danny said he thought somebody was vacuuming earlier. (laughs) The computer. Oh, that dude, that computer does have the loudest fan, (laughs) which is insane. I have no idea why it it does that. We bought this banging computer and I bought, see, I got all this gear initially because Keller wanted to do video game live streaming. And we're supportive parents. I was like, let's go. Okay. And he was only like, what, maybe 10 at the time, Keelan? 11, 11 at the most. Anyway, I bought him all that stuff. And then he was like,
1: Yeah, I just like yeah, playing. whatever.
0: I don't really want to record. And so I took the computer and started using it for other, um, other purposes and stuff. And then one day, Keller came in, and he was dancing up on the, I guess he was just dancing in my room or something, I don't know, in my office. And he, like, knocked the computer off into the floor, and now it has this insane buzz that just, like, the fan noise just never, ever goes away. Okay, welcome to Brandon and Lindsay. Have a podcast now. This is the theme song. So, anyway, like I was saying, Keelan and Lindsay and I, we spent six uh, weeks, we spent almost a year writing this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I want to bring it to you at this time. Keelan, uh, start with your part, please. We'll start with you. (laughs) Uh, One. That's Keelan's part. And and then Lindsay. Go ahead, Keelan. Get that. Get the beat going. Um,
2: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> Just play the song. No, I, I'm waiting this. on Keelan to get the beat. That's the part. This is what we practiced.
2: I don't do beats. I
0: All right. We I mean, practice. Lindsay. What? Get that beat. That's right. You're the hype man. Like that. What? Uh, what? what? <laughs> Perfect.
2: What?
0: And then Keelan. Huh? With the beat.
2: <clears throat> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just play the song. <laughs>
0: Okay, here it goes. It goes like this. It's uh you got nothing Wait, I... you got hold nothing. on dude that's a that's uh terrible what do you mean? I got something right here. This is what we worked on. I was just waiting on y'all. all right, here it goes.
1: Brennan and Lindsay have a podcast now. Where are you at? Where did you go? At? I was just getting you started. You're singing it. No, I'm not singing
0: it. feeling ready? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Podcast, baby, we make a podcast. Keelan's on the podcast. is on the podcast. Brighton's on the podcast. Hey, we got a podcast. Oh, oh, they got a podcast. Now. Mm. So, anyway, it took us probably. Probably it took me eight weeks to write that riff. <laughs> Almost a full two months. So I was pretty excited to bring it to you guys at this time. Uh Lindsay, now that I've for sure gotten rid of everybody. Okay. Would you like to tell us about our sponsors? I would. I'm going to put this guitar up while you do that. We don't need this. I will tell you about.
1: I need to bring my notes here. Okay. Um So. The first sponsor that we had for the podcast is Schismatic Industries, and they are, uh, I went and looked at their site. It's schismaticindustries.com, so let me let me spell that for you, S-C-H-I-S-M-A-T-I-C, schismaticindustries.com, and so we haven't gotten our care package yet. I'm super pumped about it because... I'm actually looking for some new gear right now, uh, but they've got some cool like designs and stuff. And so I'm super pumped about um, so trying some new stuff. So you guys check them out and you can kind of review it with us. So, you know, we're trying them out for the first time. So you guys go get something from their site and let us know what you think about it. And uh, like I said, we could try it out at the same time. So um Uh, They're telling us that they are very affordable products. They are the most affordable products on the market is what they're saying. And their customer service is second to none. That's super important too, especially when you're doing gear and you're shopping online because, you know, sizing may be wrong or something like that. So uh, so check those guys out. And then our second sponsor is Gaia Dama. And um I actually have heard of them before. I've seen their their tights a couple of times. And we had a friend of ours that was sponsored by them and, and she really, really enjoyed their products. And so I'm super pumped is it to talk try- Yeah. This is Fobby's sponsor too. Uh oh, nice. I, I'm nice. And Kendall
0: sure. is the is the girl that runs this.
1: Okay. I don't I don't know her. Yeah. But, I think you met her. Oh, okay. Um, but there's I've heard I've heard great great things about them already. So like I said, I'm super excited about uh, trying them out. And I'm at a point now to where like all my good spats are kind of like getting a little picked, and it's time for to find like my new go to spats. So this is a great time.
0: This is all so Gaidama is all lady stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's totally like ladies jujitsu stuff. Yes. So I'm gonna try to. Put on some of them tights
2: <laughs> and be so, modern.
0: Right. So, women
1: products for women, and it's a woman owned company, a female owned company. And so, you know, if we've got any female listeners out there that are in my situation looking for some new go
0: to spats, uh, try out Guy Adama. Uh, You know what else is uh, they use the Mirkatsu or Mirkatsu. I don't know how he says it. Like, anyways, like a pretty famous jujitsu artist. Or, uh, artist in the jiu-jitsu community mm-hmm. so he makes a lot of like you know designs for jiu-jitsu companies and gears i think he's got his own gear company as well but he's doing all the art
1: yeah let me they say that the uh armpits are ventilated so i don't have any uh rash guards that have like the ventilation in the armpits do you have do you like yeah that? i got
0: a show your roll that's like that
1: you you like that part
0: yeah i mean yeah. show your roll makes pretty good stuff so, so. i like theirs too
1: yeah. So I'm excited about seeing, you know,
0: if I like the ventilated armpits. that's also, the only one I've got though. Like all the other ones I have, like, they like, that. yeah, that's not that common.
1: Yeah. That's I'm, I'm kind of excited about that part. And then um, double paneling in the saddle and the waistband that stays put. So, you know, even if you're a guy and you wear spats, like, you know, that that's super important. <laughs> it's like I need those things to stay in one place. Um, and there was, Something else that they donate to charity, so they donate uh to the ocean cleanup project, so super good things coming from our sponsors. you guys um you know check out their sites and and um support them for supporting us.
0: I think it's time that we get into some questions from the viewers. Are you ready, Lindsay? Here's yes. number one. this is Rich Brian, so Keelan, um click that comment there and you can add it to the screen, yeah. And then you can hide it by doing the same, just like that. So hit it and let's pop it up on the screen there. That's old Rich Brian. How did you guys meet? Lindsay, break it down for him one time. Okay.
1: So this was back in 1997. And um, so at the time we were, Brandon was super into his youth group. We were seniors in high school. And, um the very it was the fall of that year so it was uh the very beginning of school and so uh, the area churches would get together all the youth groups would get together and meet at different churches at on different months and um so I was getting into a youth group with a friend of mine who was bringing me along and um so we were at one of those youth events and they all those um, Youth groups had just gotten back from a summer camp, so there was a summer camp that they went to every year, and so all the the youth groups from different congregations would all meet for a week and hang out and and all these cool things, and they would be super close. So it was a really tight community when you would go to these youth events. Like everybody were they were all friends, and so um, like I said, my friend had brought me along, and um, so we were down in the front of the auditorium just talking and stuff. And then I see um, this guy, these two guys actually, like come around the corner. And <laughs> in my mind, it has become like uh, almost like a night at the Roxbury, like a duo coming down, <laughs> coming down the aisle. And Brandon has this like walk. I mean, if you've ever seen him walk, he's like, he always walks on his toes. So it's just like this bounce. Like, <laughs> I own the room. Here I come. You know, give me a stage. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm always drawn to like the people that command the stage. Like, you know, I, so my my attention went straight to him because he just, he owned the room. And so uh
0: y'all hear that? Even when I was just a little kid, <laughs> I was in charge. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard
1: her. And uh so we would we would go eat and then we would come back and he made sure and said to me, make sure that when we come back in that that you sit next to me when we sing.
2: <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> see what's funny is i don't remember anything like I, <laughs> all my memories are broken and so i love hearing you yeah. talk about it
1: yeah so he's like yeah because he wanted me to hear him sing because he's a good singer and so because i'm a great and singer. i'm a terrible singer though so i was like oh i don't know if i want to sit no to you are gonna hear how terrible i am um but yeah so I, we were sitting i think we were sitting i can't I, i'm getting it mixed up between um the heart soul one, like when we anyway.
0: Uh so this, this was called church macking. This is how you used to mac at church. Yeah. You can't you can't mack like that in the real world. Like, hey girl, come over here and sit here and listen so, to me sing.
1: Yeah. So I sat next to him and you know, of course he sang beautifully. And so like after it's all already over, and, and I don't talk. Like at this point of my life, it's I'm not shy, but I only say things when it's necessary or like when I need to input my opinion into something. So I am only with my close friends. Am I animated and that kind of thing. So
0: you live between this. This is something that you said one time that made me laugh about yourself is you live between a three and a seven at all times. mm -hmm. And I only live between seven and 12 on a scale of 10. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So, uh, but you
1: know he thought I was cute, and so at the end of the night, like right before we we're about to leave, and he he said, um, he said, give me your number, and maybe
0: I'll call you. Oh, dude, church macking, <laughs> straight church macking.
1: Or or did you say if you're lucky? I can't remember. Ooh, I, I, think I hope you I said, said if you're
2: lucky. If you're lucky, That's what I'll call you.
1: Because I think that right after that, I was like, well, if you're lucky, then I'll answer the phone.
0: So, <laughs> no, no, she didn't say that.
1: I did say that. Nah, that's
0: she wasn't cool enough to say that.
1: And he gave me this little church card with his phone number on it. Mm-hmm. And so I think. What do I, you mean? A,
0: oh, oh it's like, like an a, Like I card. pulled one of the little cards from the thing. Yeah.
1: And he gave it to me, and I think I still
0: have it actually,
1: like in one of the, my like, little scrapbooks or something.
0: Man, straight church. My Vaughn Holmes said that's nothing like church macking. <laughs> y'all, heard, y'all heard what I did that's called church mackin'. Yeah. Anyway.
1: But anyway, you like to tell people like I think you like to paint the picture that we had we we've been going from that point on like well we, there were no you know No, it's
0: just easier <laughs> like people go how long have y'all known each other? How long have you been together? It's easier for me just to go, well we met and we've been dating since high school than to go Yeah. Well, you know what, actually person who probably was just asking me that to be polite. Yeah. Uh, let me give you the whole story. And so I just give them that version. Right. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we dated for a while and then we broke up and then we dated for a while and broke up and then, <laughs> but I never really had another girl. Uh, yeah. She's pretty much been my only like, girlfriend, girlfriend since I was a kid. I don't know. I got it right the pretty much the first try, so was and just no reason to ever try for an upgrade. How are you going to upgrade? And on I the 18th of out. this
1: month, we will have been married for
0: 20 years. That's right. And I, newsflash, I just bought.
1: Let me tell, let me tell. Them, okay. Because then I can brag on you.
0: Okay. Work. Okay. So I like that. <laughs>
1: So he comes in to the – well, he calls me, and he's like, I need your frequent flyer or your Delta number, passenger number, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, and I send it to him. And then he comes home that night, and he goes, all right, I need you to get on your Delta app. And look what I did. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So he bought us tickets to Nassau in the Bahamas like a G. That was a baller move.
0: Yes, I sure did. And And –
1: That's where we went on our honeymoon. We went on a cruise to the Bahamas.
0: Yeah, but we didn't really get to spend any time in the Bahamas, though. Right. So we just kind of hung out on the cruise ship and got off at the island. Yeah. And then, you know, had an excursion out there.
1: I don't think they're doing very many cruises right now, though, right? No. I wouldn't
0: think so. You know what, man? Everybody always cracks on cruises. I enjoy a cruise. I think cruises are fun, dude. Maybe maybe it's because I'm old. I've always been old a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well but we like food. Like when we go places, yeah, we're like, can we chill? Can we see cool things? And, and can, can we, we eat? eat? And that's, you know, you can do all that
0: on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like to wear my new schismatic industries rash guard out into the surf in the oh yeah. On, in the what are, oh yeah, the Bahamas. the Bahamas. I was like, what's the name of that place? The and Bahamas.
1: they've got so Atlantis is the, the hotel. That um is going to be right next to ours, and they have a water park. That's going to be cool. We'll yeah. just be out on the Lazy River, guys, all
0: day. No big. <laughs> but I scheduled it, so our anniversary is on the 18th, and then my birthday is on the 23rd, and the PGF finale is on the 21st. So we're leaving the morning after the PGF finale. I'm out of there, dog. Gone. So... They a did a
1: 10th Planet cruise. Um, Matthew Leonard was asking about a 10th Planet cruise. They did a 10th Planet cruise. It's been several years ago. Oh, yeah.
0: That's um, that's how everybody met Barncat yeah. for the first time. It was on the 10th Planet cruise. Mike Why DeWitt, did
1: I don't imagine. But, I mean, he went to Cancun and went to the beach with us. But, yeah, like, I don't imagine that a cruise would be Barncat's, like,
0: happy place. Hey, man. I don't know if anywhere is Barncat's happy place. That's true. Barncat's my boy and everything, but he he just wants to, uh, I don't know, he just wants to do jujitsu and like run Facebook ads, dude. He's the yeah. man that like running, he's got a great, he's actually working on this giant software business and he's so, like, he's so smart and so good. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's an incredible entrepreneur. So I just mm-hmm. want to, I, I need to just shout out Barncat yeah. right there. Barncat don't get enough love, but I've learned a ton of awesome stuff. Yeah, he's helped you a about bunch. business. Yeah. From Barncat. He's been a great friend and an awesome resource. He runs the Tenth Planet in Beaumont, Texas, for those of you that aren't aware, out around Houston. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where he got his nickname. Barncat was on that cruise.
1: Rich says I sound like Peggy from King of the Hill. <laughs> I've only watched that show like a couple of times.
0: I've actually never even seen it, dude. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, let's answer this one from Kai here. He says, uh, PGF soon. How are y'all feeling with the finals and the new season qualifying? Well, for me, I am I'm very anxious about getting to the final, to the finale, to the tournament. Um, like, I'm ready for it right now. I think next year or next season, I'll probably try to do them a little closer together okay because i feel like
1: it was a learning technique with the new format
0: that you had and you just didn't know like you know well and keelan you can probably speak to this too like it's been hard it's for him it's been even like way way harder because most of his work has been done after all the filming so everybody else was kind of all the players were done with it but then all of keelan's work hard work really started how much? How many hours would you say that you spent on pgf just just <laughs> the editing
2: alone this season
0: not season one just this season
2: easily eight hours an episode and there was what eight episodes yeah and that's like just being generous i mean eight to ten hours an episode for sure wow yeah. insane and you have to like come back to it. it's not
0: like you can just sit down and I'm going to knock out this eight to 10 hours right here. Like something, if you want to do it well, you have to come back to it.
1: Yeah. And he's depending on other people for graphics and then we have to do commentary and then, yeah, it's.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. I don't know. What do you think about the finale coach? Are you feeling, are you super
2: gassed up about it? I am. I'm excited. I think that um, it's going to go well. We're just going to be more prepared this time. We've tested out. All the equipment last time last season for the finale and so we kind of know how it's going to work i went up there yesterday gave them what they need for the finale and just um they got a new production guy so i think it's going to go better this year yeah you think it's going to be even better than last yep
0: i feel like the finale last year the pgf
2: finale for season one looked
0: so good and i feel like we (laughs) i feel like we blew everybody away yeah
1: and we had never experienced a show with lights and you know <laughs> we were kind of starstruck with just their equipment and stuff so I think I think this year is going to be a lot better just you know the proceed the percentage that the season went up in like production value and and that kind of thing I think the finale will will follow suit and um yeah like for me there's just I just show up really so I I'm really excited about the finale, but I mean, there's no like prep work or anything for me to do. Um, I am super excited about the qualifiers. I think that oh, that is going to be so awesome. I think that's going to build the PGF so fast.
0: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna bring it to new heights. In fact, it it already the momentum of that is already pretty good. So the let's let's talk about the date. Can you get the dates on the qualifiers and put them on the screen? Fingers. fingers, where, <laughs> fingers. where are they at, like Facebook or something. Um, go to um, smooth comp and just search PGF from in here somehow. Like, I go, oh, yeah, you could just do that and go to my page. Yeah, oh, who's that girl on my picture? <laughs> and then, um, go to uh shoot i don't know what's the next thing we need to find like where's the the list of events like no no it's up it's up for sure Uh, Um, go to brandon again go to the top brandon and hit um my account yeah organizer manager there we go scroll down there we go that's the dates there so there's pgf season three so here's here's what we're doing Oh, we've already got three registrations on the Kentucky Kentucky. and uh, one on the Atlanta one. Okay, those are new. I haven't seen all those yet. So you can see it's already people are already starting to sign up for this thing. Here's what we're doing: we're calling it the PGF qualifier. So for season three, we're doing 170 pounds. So or, or anything under 170 pounds, I should say. So if you weigh 145, you can come do this. It's a open rank. So white belt, blue belt, black belt. I don't care. Catch wrestling, judo, um, (laughs) carnival workers. Carnival? Yeah. I I thought you were going to say carnivores for just a minute. Carnivores as well. We, We allow anybody that's under 170 pounds, any experience level, you can enter those five qualifiers. Okay. And whoever wins the bracket, it's just one huge bracket. It's not going to be like a regular tournament. There's just one giant bracket. Whoever wins the bracket gets auto invite to PGF season three. And they can, I guess they can choose to decline it or whatever, but you, you get the auto invite to PGF season three. So we'll have five auto invites and then I'll have 11 for a total of 16. I'll have 11 spots that'll be invitation and I'll be choosing the participants only from the people who qualify, who come and participate in the qualifier. So you don't have to win to be a part of the show, but if you win, you're guaranteed to be a part of the show. So the first qualifier is June 26th in Decatur, Alabama. We've already got 15 registrations. Uh, July 10th, we're going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, and that's going to be at Chewy school. <clears throat> For those of you that know uh, Chewy, Nick Albin, Chujitsu Jitsu on YouTube. Um, that's going to be at his school, which is called Derby city MMA. And uh, I got to get with him and like get all that figured out. Cause it's coming up quick. And then um, August 14th, we'll be at 10th planet in Atlanta, Georgia at Sean Applegate school. On September 11th, we'll be in Jacksonville, Florida, 10th planet Jacksonville with Brian Brown and his squad. And then the final qualifier will be October the 9th in Austin, Texas. And you know, I was talking to Buck about maybe putting a sixth qualifier somewhere, like, in uh, in um, Asheville, North Carolina. North Carolina, and like let because of him and his connection to the Catch community, like really using his connection to try to push some Catch people into his location and see if we can get a so a Catch wrestler to sign up. I just think that that's an interesting. Not that I think Catch wrestling is necessarily like the end all be all. Uh, i definitely don't but i i want to i want that storyline i want there to be a catch wrestler for for the catch wrestling community to pay attention to like i want there to be another judo guy i want there to be a straight mma guy i want there to be a dude who only does gi you know like yeah. he never trains no gi and he's going to come in here and do a full that'd be dope i just wonder so you know our if you've watched the pgf then you know
1: our dynamic it you You have white belts, you have people who do judo, you have, so there's all these varied um, experience levels. And so I'm just wondering how the qualifiers are going to change that dynamic. And so, but I mean, you and Keelan will have control
0: over, you know, most of them. I'm not looking to pick the 16 best people we'll right. get the 5 best people from the people who win the qualifiers.
1: Yeah, and everybody
0: and, else. I'm looking for people of all belt range, all belt ranks, all experiences, all right. backgrounds. I want stories to come in because I need look, honestly, right, real because, talk, I need blue belts to get dunked on.
1: Right. You want people that you can dunk on, but you also want like if you were picking out of the PGF like qualifiers and I don't know. Like, are you going to get those Evan stapler stories? Yeah, uh, it's just for sure. For sure. I don't know. With the qualifiers, I think we'll, I think, think, we'll, I think we'll have, not that it's going to be bad, but I think it's just going to be different. I think we're going to have
0: even more stories like that come because of, they had a good showing at the qualifiers. Yeah. I mean, we just have such a, sm- yeah, it's, they're going to have stories coming in already. Yeah. Um, I, you know what I really hope I really want Kai Johnson is it wait no no not Kai Johnson? That's uh Yeah, he's in that's the Europe. guy in the chat. What's the yeah. guy from season one? Kiahi. Uh, Why was I trying to call him Kai? Kiahi. You want him to come back? Yeah, Kiyahi Makekau. I want him to come and do the qualifier. He was he won one he went one and nineteen in season one. Oh. But uh I wanna I wanna get him back in there and see if he can win four, you know? Yeah, he was small for for one ninety five, he'll probably be right at one seventy, or maybe even small for that. Probably. Um, Kai, Kai, this is the Kai Johnson. Are those yeah. going to be filmed? Or are they going to be live? We're so Keeling. You want to tell them how we're going to handle that? We're gonna we're gonna go live at each event, but then after that, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so we'll definitely put them live, um, and you'll be able to see them that day. But we're also going to take all of the qualifiers and put them into like an episode. So all six qualifiers will be like season three's episode one. So if you don't catch them live, you will see like the highlights or at least see who won the qualifiers uh, leading into season three.
1: That's cool. So wait, all the qualifiers are going to be one episode? Yes. Okay. They're
2: all going to be their own live stream. Yeah. But then there'll be an uh, like a condensed episode one of season three.
1: Okay. Just
0: like highlights.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So I'm going to get down to some
0: questions here from the Instagram, from the Instagram live. Um, This is, is there a minimum level of training before a beginner considers competing? So what's the least, least <laughs> amount of training? I think you
1: at least. So actually I was, we have some visitors, uh, here this week and the lady that came with them, um, is very new. So, and she's talking about competing and kind of the advice that I gave her was, I feel like you need to be familiar enough to be able to get to the positions that you like uh, or that you can be, um, like in a pinning position. So you need to be able to get to mount, get to side control, guard, but don't wait so long that you make the competition so important
0: that you don't do it. That's, that's super important. That, that last part super important advice. What I tell people, just, just go for it, man. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into the first couple of times I went and competed. That's true. I had no idea. I, you know, it's just go for it. Like, it's not that big a deal, especially if you don't, I don't know, if you don't believe you're like, oh, nobody can stop me. I'll never tap. If, if that's not your attitude, if you're just like, oh, I'm kind of nervous, what should I do? Bro, go try it out. It's like. Because yeah, nobody's going to remember tomorrow. No,
2: dude. <laughs> no.
0: And could you get hurt? Yes, but you're more likely to get hurt in class, to be honest with you, in my opinion. And you're probably more likely to get hurt um, playing basketball. You're more likely to roll your ankle or something like that. Remember, yeah. if you're a white belt and you're like, should I compete? You're not jumping in there with black belts. You know what I mean? Like you're going to jump in there, and, except for Dennis Smith. I think his first competition match ever actually it was in the PGF against a black belt. But he wrestled in college and he'd been <laughs> okay, rolling that's for, a little different. you know what I mean? Like, But isn't that funny? That, yeah. <laughs> But, first jujitsu competition was yeah, okay. You're uh you're well
1: well then everything after that should be like oh so
0: yeah it should be pretty easy bad. after that. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, if you're a white belt, you're gonna be competing against other white belts. So don't stress too much. Just jump out there and give it a run, dude. Yeah, that's what I say. What you think, coach? You've competed a lot. What do you think? You got a chill attitude about competition too. You've never
2: like been stressed about it. Yeah it just doesn't matter I think our blue belt phenom Evan Stapler said it best It just doesn't matter bro For six minutes it doesn't matter
0: uh, do you, This is from There's another question Is it normal to feel like you aren't improving In BJJ By the way I love the podcast what do I think? feel
1: like that all the time <laughs> <laughs> You feel like you're so, not improving all well, the time like It's just hard like when you're in a room like ours, I think that it's hard because everybody's improving all at once. Mm. And so it's hard to measure your progress when you've got so many animals on the mat that are like super obsessed with their progress. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you just all rise at the same time and then you're still at that same level of competition. So it's hard. Like even though your game is progressing against someone who's, At a different gym or like against yourself, you know, it's hard to feel that way though.
0: I think here, I think in the beginning, it's hard to learn. Like it's, it's hard to learn because you don't know how to learn it yet. So like Mm. me now, if you, um, you give me some new jujitsu skill, like a new martial skill that I have to learn, I can acquire it quickly because I already have all of the fundamentals are laid properly for me to acquire, I have all this, the skill acquisition fundamentals laid down tight. And so when I see something new, I can just go, Oh, that, yeah, that's just like this other thing. It's a, boom, and I got it.
1: Right. But so, you know, how you
0: learn. Yes. I know how to learn jujitsu now. Well, you
1: actually, you know how to learn whatever it is that you need to know. Yeah. Yes,
0: that's true. I do think that's true. And I think that's a really important life skill, but i was just speaking specific to to jujitsu, since that's what he asked about, he's like, I, "Yeah, I know how to learn jujitsu now, so I can learn fast." In the beginning, you don't really know how to learn,
1: right? And but so, I'm just saying for them, for like new people, like if they do know how to learn, like if they're good at something else, then they can yeah. apply that too, and they don't have to start at the beginning and learn how they learn things.
0: Yeah, agreed. So uh, that was a real advantage for me when I—I I feel like it was an advantage for me when I started jujitsu. Was I had already tried to learn um, guitar, and I not I don't want to say self-taught because of course I had people like that would teach me things and help me, and I played with a lot of great musicians and stuff over the years. But I didn't really ever take lessons or learn how to read or anything like that. I just learned that skill. Oh, Oh, this it feels like this, and this is the you know, and so I knew how to learn already. I knew it was about reps, and I knew it was about. Um, exposure, and I knew a lot of it is just about time, and a lot of it's about where do your thoughts go, um, like away from that task. Like when you're away from the task, you're not. I don't have the guitar in my hand. What am I thinking about? On thinking about guitar, well, then you're getting better because you're you're in the culture of it, so to speak. Mm. Like you're immersed in the culture of it. So yeah. You, anyway, you take all those things that you know. Like I know I, how to learn. And then you plan it here and just apply that framework to a new skill set like jujitsu. And you go, Oh, reps matter. Exposure matters. Uh, immersion matters. All of those things just now I can learn. Easier. I, don't, I think it's,
1: I think it's easier to see that you're learning like a specific skill, right? Like I think, I think that's, I'm um, hitting it. I'm fine. Or like I'm seeing the windows or right, I'm starting to hit that, you know, and, um. <clears throat> But like just
0: overall improvement, like it's, I don't know, I guess that's hard to measure. It's hard to measure, like you said, when you're measuring against your peers in class, but you can measure improvement against new people. That's easy. <laughs> uh, Mike Reyes says we need to bring the, pot, the qualifier to Phoenix. Dude, we'll we'll take it all over the country, but we gotta make sure it works first. I gotta make sure the idea is right. good. I haven't actually done one. It just feels like a good idea right now. Right. Well,
1: I'm actually proud of you guys for like, okay, let's take on the attitude of let's just try this, see how it goes. And and I think you're trying to do that with the qualifiers too. Like, let's kind of stay local, you know, local, um, you know, within driving distance and and then we can see how that goes, and then maybe what we would need for each location and that kind of thing. So right now, I think it's just kind of like you stretching out and see. Like we're experimenting right now with these locations.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. Like my idea for the PGF is so much larger than what I'm capable of executing.
2: You know?
0: Yeah. Oh, you killing the volume over there, Coach? What happened there? No,
2: it's just like bad connection. I only got. One side instead of this side. Oh, I got you. It's just for us
0: though. Oh, okay, word. Um, I don't remember what else. I, I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, I lost my headphones there when you did that completely. Yeah. Check, check. I got them now.
1: You were saying that you have this greater idea for PGF. Than yeah, I wanna, really...
0: I want the PGF to be way, like I want it to be a live event every week. Every week, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> You're insane. No, I want it to be the NFL. I want to be an audience, a live audience every week. You
1: know how many people run the FB, the uh, NFL? Like <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, of I
0: sure do. <laughs> this
1: is our dynamic. This is how we work. The... Brandon's up here and these great ideas, and then I go, "What?
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you how it's going to be eventually." Okay. All right. All right. If All right. Uh, well, if if y'all if y'all can't see the vision, that's okay. I got it. Well, I'm all for the ride. Y'all <laughs> could just come with old, come with old Brandon, because I can see the future. I know yeah. what's up. Hey, put this Jedi Shogun comment up here. Uh, he said, "When are y'all going to have the great Lonnie Jones on the show?" I'm glad I found your channel.
1: We already did.
0: Yeah, we already had him on a couple of episodes earlier. He was on like episode three. Two, yeah, or th- uh, he was like the three or the four. first guest. Yeah, I can't remember which week it was, but here we've only had like uh count the fight companions like 10 episodes of this particular podcast so far i think i'm gonna go back though if you don't mind this is the brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now Hmm. podcast i was on one of those episodes Actually, i was on a few of those episodes yeah but i think i'm gonna go back to the bjj 365 and maybe go find like some old podcast and just clip the audio out clip like Some of the sorry, I was belching. Clip out some of the good audio and use that on the show, too. Just kind of republish it it as new things, and then we can come on and do a quick read at the top, yeah. And then, uh, you know, that whole nine, yeah, I'm okay with that. But yeah, anyway, thanks for watching, Jedi Shogun. We appreciate that. Oh, what's up, Sniper BJJ? Yeah, see, this is what Robert says we need the PGF Sunday ticket. It's like, you know, that's (laughs) right, he's got the idea. He's got the idea. Let's see who else is on over here. Brunado, Alex. Uh, he's talking about how do you know if you're getting better? He said, I like to focus on how I did the class before and compare that compared to that rather than to my peers. It's That's so many, tough too though. Yeah. Because like my
1: roles change from class to class. So like, I'm not necessarily, role- our, you know, our gym is so, I won't say it's huge, but like, you know, we've got so many training partners that we could go with that, um, I don't know.
0: Oh, here's a good one. My roles aren't always the same. How do you pick each other up after a discouraging time on the mats? My wife is beginning her journey.
1: Um, I would say that, w- w- so like when I'm talking to the ladies that like just have started class, I tell them, okay, this is a long-term project. It's going to be a while. Before you start to see your own progress. Okay. So uh, I actually had one of the ladies in my office the other day. And she said, I was rolling with this purple belt. And she he was so much bigger than me. And she was like, I just had this realization of when we got done rolling. That she was like, if I would have met him in an alley or whatever. You know, he would have demolished me and killed me or whatever. And now it's like, I used to have those same. (laughs) feelings. Like there was a guy that we used to train with and every time I would roll with him, I would go into the locker room, cry, and then look myself in the mirror and go, and then go back out there, you know? And, um, I was like, it's, it's going to be a long time before you're good. And that's not encouraging, but like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like you're going to be in this for a long time. Like go and, and get small goals like, today, I'm not going to get choked today. And so, go in there and, you know, do your best defense. And you're going to be working on defense for a while. So, set very small goals. And um, it took a lot longer for them to submit me today. Yeah. You know, I mean, just find tiny victories. And um, if you're looking to encourage her, celebrate those victories with her those tiny even if they're tiny victories like I'm so proud of you your defense is getting so strong acknowledge you know like however she um accepts love you know we talked about like the the love languages and and communication and that kind of thing so make sure that she's actually getting that encouragement in the way that she understands it like you may have to like i don't know make her a card brandon made me like he used to make me these huge cards out of poster board <laughs> he would just fold the poster in half and you know it was just so much fun and it would look like you know he got markers and was scribbling and stuff but it was just so cute <laughs> so, so however is. she appreciates love and and appreciates encouragement do something like fun for her like that and and make it fun for you guys don't you know don't focus on the negatives like oh you got tapped 17 times you know you know just find tiny victories to celebrate with her that would be my advice
0: yeah that's I mean that's all I can't possibly add anything to that yeah okay that was good I did good then it was extensive and beautiful (laughs) eloquent even um this, this is kind of related. Aubrey always awake on Instagram. Are you not improving if you're winning most matches at your gym but lose more in competition? So they're winning most of the time in the gym, but they're losing in competition. So here's a couple of potential scenarios. I don't know your exact situations. I don't know your gym or whatever. But what I would say is either you need to think about, okay, maybe my people in the gym aren't that good maybe i'm winning a lot in the gym nice. i'm trying to be nice
2: <laughs> cuz that
0: was my initial thought too maybe <laughs> the people that i'm rolling with in the gym aren't that good um you know and that's okay like maybe it's just not a high level competition style gym it could be a new gym. gym it could be yeah i mean but another thing to think about is that i think most everybody has that experience a little bit if they're good Because if you're good, you're going to be like, yo, I'm smacking everybody around in the gym. Okay, good. So then when you go to a competition and enter your experience level, they're going to be the same kind of player that's smacking everybody around in their gym too.
1: They're the big fish in their
0: gym too. You know what I mean? So it's probably uh, one of those things, or maybe it's both of those things. Maybe you're in a spot where everybody's not as good as... They think they are, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that
1: you can't progress like and get even better in a small gym though. That's exactly right.
0: But you can't gauge your success on whether or not you're beating those people
1: and not, but they can be, they
0: can be perfect, even better training partners than the hard rounds. So you just can't gauge yourself against, um, you know, I don't want to use the word hobbyist. Like it's, um, I consider myself a hobbyist. Oh, Me too. Um, so I don't use the word hobbyist like in a Deronatory derogatory. Way. I kept trying to go to detrimental. I was like, I know it's not detrimental in oh. a derogatory way. Um, it's just that's they're for a different purpose. Hey, Lindsay, Brandon Deshner bought a badge, three hearts. Womp, 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 super badges. Boom, son. So for those of you that don't know, if you buy a badge, that's great. That's just little or on YouTube, it's a it's called a super chat. On Instagram, it's called a badge. But it's just, you know little kick-ins to make sure that the podcast stays funded and that we keep coming back and doing this over and over again. Um Pull up that Sniper BJJ question right there. So Sniper BJJ, this is over on YouTube. He said, do you have any tips for new instructors? So uh yeah, I do. The first, and I think Lindsay actually will just leave it on the screen, Keelan. That's okay. Uh I think Lindsay will have a lot of great insight on this because she actually has a, a master's degree Uh, and, and this was her area of expertise for a long time. But the main thing that I would tell new instructors is that you have to be prepared. You have to come to class prepared, number one. And number two, you have to come prepared for the fact that you don't know everything and that you are prepared to say, I don't know the answer to that question rather than giving or trying to talk your way through an answer that you don't know. Okay, so if you're a new instructor, be humble, be willing to say, I don't know everything you're going to not only is that going to help your students to learn better, but you're going to be stunned at what that does for the culture of your school when you don't set yourself up as the high priest of jujitsu. If you put yourself up on that pedestal, you're going to start building these insecurities around yourself and it's going to create a toxic culture. Hmm. Trust me. Trust me. I've seen it happen a thousand times already. So, oh, what's up, Kai Johnson, super sticker, Lindsay. Womp, 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 super badges. That's a super sticker.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: womp, 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 super sticker. Way to go, Kai. I don't know what a super sticker is. I don't know what is. a super sticker is. That's over is. on I'm, the YouTube. Uh, ro- roll back to the question though, Keelan. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my major advice is be super prepared and then be prepared to tell everybody that you don't know everything, set the, use that to set the culture of humility in front of your students. And I think that's going to be a really, really, really good thing for your gym.
1: Well, I think that the way that we have our curriculum set up, it would be kind of easy for a new instructor to come if they were, you know, we made them follow our curriculum. Um, So they would at least know the topic that they needed to be on. So they wouldn't have to create a topic for class. So that's good. So some, well, sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad because if that's not your strong suit, then it could be intimidating to teach. Um, But like I said, you won't have to create a topic. Um, So I think that the framework that we have set up here is really, really good. So that would be good for new teachers coming in. Um, But just like anything else, you just need reps. Um, And a a lot of times for me, when I was intimidated about teaching a beginner class, what I would do is I would teach the kids class right before it teach them the exact, pretty much the exact same class, you know, as much as the kids could understand. And then I would get a rep, get my nerves out on the kids class. And then I would teach like a really awesome beginner class because I'd already just gotten a rep on it. So, you know, maybe something like that. And, and that way you can kind of get, you know, if it's older kids, they can kind of give you the questions that beginners might, um, might ask. But, you know, a lot of the details that you're going to give the kids is going to be the same details that you're going to give beginners. And, and I hope that that's not offensive to beginners, but it's, it's true. It's and, you know, like when we were watching the Dave Ramsey thing or I was reading it and stuff and he was describing something to me, he was he was talking about finances and being able to explain what he was doing and explain his reasoning to his clients. But he said, if you can't explain it to like someone on like a third grade level, then you don't truly understand it. So uh, that's kind of my reasoning of like, let's teach a kid's class. If I can't explain it to them at at a level that they can, that they can understand, then I can definitely teach it to
0: adult beginners. So. Um. Oh, what's up, Paul Smith? Oh, that's right. He knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Paul Smith said, the best BJJ coach on YouTube. What's happening, Paul? Uh, Kai, let's let's go back to that question from Kai there, Keelan. There we go. Do you guys have any banned moves? One gym here doesn't allow jumping guard or scissor sweeps. They don't allow scissor sweeps or they don't allow scissor leg takedowns? I don't allow scissor leg takedowns in the training room. Uh, I don't allow jumping – to guard in the training room, um, I don't let white belts do heel hooks or toe holds. Though we do practice them in um, in class, and I teach them, right. and I, I want them to understand the system, but I don't allow them to do them or to have them done to them just yet. But we do let uh, catch and release with the white belts. But uh, no, oh, this is go to this one here. This one that just popped up. Should I ignore the truck as a white belt? No, no. go deep on the truck. Dude. <laughs> go deep.
1: Yeah, Do not ignore the truck. The, the truck was one of the things that we started with, like the truck and um, just all the rubber guard stuff. And then uh, spider web. Those were like our three main things when we first started.
0: Dude, the truck is a huge, huge tool. And it's a huge asset. Like it's a, it's a something you're going to have in the beginning that other people don't have in the beginning of their journey. And it's when you, it's not something you're going to not do as a black belt either. Like at black belt, I do it more than ever. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. You should spend a ton of time. Do not ignore the truck. Go deep on the truck. Okay. Good question. I'm glad I was able to stop guess, you from making that mistake. Does it
1: just look flashy and that makes it intimidating as a white belt, you think?
0: I think so, yeah. It's actually really, really, no, really simple. Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> yeah, go to one of those there. It doesn't matter. All right. Matthew Leonard says, love the podcast. Brandon, you held the – oh, this is good. Matthew <laughs> Leonard, You bless your beautiful heart. Brandon, you held the best seminar I've ever been a part of, and I've attended several are there any instructors who stood out to you or whose style has meshed well with yours? Um, Yeah. Eddie, bravo. Eddie's, I mean, uh, even sometimes I'll hear myself just saying it. It'd be something that Eddie hasn't said, but I'll be using his inflection sometimes, (laughs) you know, I'll catch myself doing stuff like that. So yeah, Eddie, number one, first and foremost, above and beyond every other jujitsu instructor. Eddie Bravo. And then I'll give you a couple of other names that you won't know that have been really influential in my, my teaching style. The first one is Jamie Webster. So Jamie Webster was the guy that Lindsay and I got our Tung Sudo black belts from. And he was my original um, martial arts teacher. And I have a tremendous respect and love for Jamie, like huge, big, like beyond words. And Jamie, Um, like Lindsay had a background in education and he brought that into teaching martial arts, not teaching jujitsu, but teaching martial arts and watching how he interacted and how he ran his school. That, that was really, really good for me. So it was, I was very lucky to have, to have found Jamie, or actually Lindsay found Jamie and Pat Underwood too. And Greg, all of those guys were good teachers, Blake. Mm -hmm, For sure they were. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of us probably because they came, they, I, I guess, say, matriculated. Is that correct from Jamie? Yeah, all of us that learned from Jamie learned a lot about how to teach martial arts well. Another guy that you probably don't know, or maybe some of you know because you've seen him on the podcast, Lonnie Jones. Lonnie doesn't teach martial arts at all, <laughs> but Lonnie understands communication and he understands um, getting across a message better than anybody that i know and so having heard him speak a trillion times and purposely sitting down to try to learn from him as much as i can he's been great and then another jujitsu guy the other jujitsu guy that i would say who has had the huge impact on my teaching styles ryan hall even though i've actually never trained with ryan hall i've been on the mat with him in the same location one time when i was a white belt he was a brown belt we were at a hicks and lindsey was there too we were at a hicks and gracie seminar And he was there. But I mean, that's, that's you got your picture made with him. (laughs) That's the end of my, of my knowing Ryan Hall. Other than I, I not just have watched, but I study all of his material that he puts out. Anything that he puts out about jujitsu, even if it's an interview. Yeah. I'm in. Ryan Hall is, everybody is obsessed with John Donahue these days. Ryan Hall is my John Donahue. He's my boo boo, even though I don't know him. But if Ryan Hall, if you ever hear this, you stay away. Cause I'll try to make out with you if you get too close, dude. Well, I was actually you, gonna dog. say
1: Ryan Hall too. <laughs> like, um was it the triangle um stuff that he did His that very I very really, first, like the very yeah, the old one? Yeah. Man. It was, it was really, awesome. really good. Um <sighs> instructionals are so hard for me to listen to. Like I really learned a super ton from Gordon Ryan instructionals, but I'll watch it on mute sometimes. Uh it's yeah. But I it's worth watching, but it's hard like people are just not good teachers. But Brandon is an amazing teacher. So I'm really glad that I get to like go to class here. But yeah, there's just some people are just so bad. And I really I'll like hit that like 15 second, 15 <laughs>
0: Let's keep going. <laughs> when are
1: we get <laughs> to the take good it stuff? No more.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, go to Jedi Shogun up there at the top. Keelan, are you guys strictly no gi? Yeah, we don't have any gi classes at our school at all. Every now and then, a couple of us will wear the gi to open mat, like two or three times a year. Probably, yeah, not
1: really,
0: hardly ever. Yeah, it's pretty rare, but yeah, exclusively gi. Um, go to the next one. The S. So you think people are wrong when they say white belts should focus exclusively on fundamentals? No, uh, not necessarily. Uh, I don't think white belts should focus exclusively on fundamentals. If people say that, but, yeah, if people say that that white belts should focus exclusively on fundamentals, yes, I would say they're wrong. Um, but I would say that the word fundamentals does not mean what most people in the jujitsu community think, think it means. It means. Is in and including most teachers, most teachers, and people think that the fundamentals is a set of techniques. Like these are the techniques you do when you're a beginner. The scissor sweep is a beginner technique, and shrimping is a beginner technique, and then a bridge and roll and arm lock from guard. So you don't think
1: the fundamentals are techniques.
0: The fundamentals are not a set of techniques. The fundamentals are a set of ideas that express the principles of jujitsu. Right, And the, fundament, the fundamentals are contained and expressed in every iteration and technique of jiu-jitsu. That's why they're fundamental.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If, you, if you do any technique, whether it's an arm bar from the guard, a bridge and roll, the rubber guard, or the truck, if you do anything without a keen understanding of balance, weight distribution, leverage, patience, timing, perseverance, without an understanding of these things, then your technique will be off and poor.
1: So you can practice any technique as long as you're practicing those fundamentals. practice ideas. the
0: fundamentals. Don't practice the techniques, practice well, the fundamentals. It's hard
1: to get reps on fundamentals without, without a good using, teacher, without using a
0: technique to rep it. Well, the technique is the expression of the fundamentals is right. what I'm trying to say. Okay. But now you- there are techniques that express the fundamentals in a more obvious way right well, so you use the flow right yes.
1: so um at the beginning of every month brandon introduces a set of movements that goes along with the curriculum for the month that express the important things that he wants to accomplish throughout the month and so he uses this flow to express those fundamental ideas so but but some of the techniques are barambolos. Sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's using he's getting there to practice the fundamentals through things like bolos.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the old jujitsu works so perfectly, how is Gordon dominating everybody? You know what I mean? How did if the old jujitsu works so perfectly? Then how did the leg lock stuff even, how did he even get here? I
1: think that's what's so cool, though, about jujitsu is it's evolved. It's a changing, evolving organism almost. And, And sometimes it's not like new things that are created. It's old things that come back and are like renewed somehow or change. You know, somebody went into the archives and like, let's make this thing better instead of trying to create something that's brand new. So it's it's so vast and cool.
0: Uh, pull up that uh, next one with low rake right there. What should blue belts that have been blue for about a year or so focus on while training? Fundamentals or learning new techniques? So first of all, uh, I have no idea because training for a year is, actually has no meaning to it whatsoever. Because I don't know if you went to class twice during that year or if you went to class twice a day. Right. <laughs> for that year like twice a, a day different. every day that's two totally different years so the year i don't really um i don't really care uh, and i don't think that that adds any information let's just say
1: you are halfway through your blue
0: belt journey yeah. however
1: long that took like had halfway in blue like how long or what do you think they should be working on halfway the, through their blue
0: belt this is the way Saulo lays out his book jiu jitsu university a highly yeah. recommended read uh if you don't have a copy of that you need to get it He lays it out like this. White belt is the belt of surviving. Blue belt is the belt of escaping. Purple belt, you start to develop your guard because you can't play guard if you can't survive and you can't escape if you can't survive. Right. But you can't play guard if you can't escape. Right. So purple belt's the belt of the guard. Once you know how to play the guard, then, oh, you lost the video there. Once you learn how to play the guard, then brown belt is the belt of um, breaking the guard, passing the guard. Sorry, I got distracted by the (laughs) camera switch. I was like, what are the words that I'm trying to say? Uh, So white belt survival, blue belt escape, Escape. purple belt guard, guard, brown belt pass the guard, black belt is the belt of learning submissions. That's when you get to kill somebody. Yeah, and what you'll find is that that belt, the the black belt people just give you submissions like you don't really have to go for them that much you just focus on your fundamentals and you just end up there and people they just end like it just turns out that they're submitted now you know so what was the original question
1: um halfway through the blue belt like what you should be working on oh, yeah. new techniques or think? fundamentals um I think that by halfway through your blue belt, you probably have some technique that you favor. And so what I would say is like dive a little bit deeper into that technique and get like so practice either like more entries into that technique, uh, escapes from that technique, like, shoring up little details, like, maybe on your submission or something like that. Um, What if that fails? Like, what's the next path? So, I would study your whatever you favor, whatever you're already interested in and getting good at. Like, I would would get even better at that. Just because that's this blue belt, you're kind of like, we don't know about you. I guess if you're halfway through and you're still attending class, like, that's good. But Study something that's going to keep you interested. That's what I think. And you're still
0: improving. Um, let me hear. Let me see that uh, Jedi Shogun there. Yeah. I've been gone for over a year, but now I'm back and we've finally gone back to more no gi and leg entanglements. I feel like a white belt again and feel like giving back my purple belt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Um, the last limb bender.
1: I think there was a question.
0: I don't or, matter. We don't okay. have to get them all. We'll. Okay. So we're good here. What are the fundamentals of Tenth Planet Jujitsu? So it depends on who you ask. <laughs> um, for me, I think the fundamentals of Tenth Planet Jujitsu are exactly the same as the fundamentals of anything else, uh, any other style of Jitsu. Like it's balance, weight distribution. If I got to sum it down to three, it's balance, weight distribution, leverage. If there's some it, systems that we've made popular, yeah, and that are more associated with Tenth Planet. But again, I think that the word fundamentals does not mean what most people make it to mean. So if you're asking me what the fundamentals are of 10th planet Jiu Jitsu, I'm going to tell you balance weight distribution and leverage, and it's going to be a real simple answer. And that's what I believe the right answer is. Right. But if you ask, you know, somebody else, they might tell you that the warmups are the fundamentals of 10th planet, because if you can't do all the warmups and Eddie doesn't even want you to come into his advanced class, and that's a fact. Like, no, don't come to his you don't come to Eddie's class if you can't do the warmups. He's gonna make fun of you and he's gonna tell you to get off the mat while everybody else works. For mm-hmm. real. Uh and then somebody else might say that the fundamentals of 10th planet are rubber guard, truck, lockdown, and spider web, those four systems from the original books. Yeah, maybe so. But I think the fundamentals of 10th planet jiu-jitsu are the same fundamentals that Jean Jacques taught to Eddie. Yeah which are balance, weight distribution, leverage, patience, timing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that make you great at any martial art uh, make you great at 10th Planet Jujitsu jitsu as well. Now, how do you execute upon those? That's the question, and that's where the styles begin to differ is philosophically. Whereas 10th Planet is built um, because it's built out of gi, then it's built with clinch as the primary operating mode. Like I'm clinched to you and now I've got to learn to work the rest of my body around. Like I'll clinch on the upper body. How do I make my lower body free so I can work around you and take advantage. Mm, And then, uh, you know, most jujitsu is about just receiving the flow and going to the next spot or taking the grips and moving them into the spot, you know, but Eddie really based his style around the clinch. Um, let's see. Just go to Jedi Shogun right here. Will you be doing any seminars in the North? I guess that's North Carolina. What is RTP area? Raleigh. I don't know. I don't know. Love listening to y'all while I'm at work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just did a seminar in North Carolina last weekend, actually, in in Asheville. Asheville. So I'll probably be back up there, you know, within a year, maybe six months or so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pull that one. There you go, Lindsay.
1: Am I a flat earther? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh Jesus, no! I don't know
1: what the Earth looks like.
0: Oh my God! I threw her a softball, Why and that? she came in. And, am I going to get injured. hated on? Yes. Dude, oh, okay. What?
1: What? Well, see that? Here's queuing? here's I the threw point. Threw up
0: the softball, and you see what she did with that. I was like, "Oh, Lindsay will be able to handle this one. Now, this listen, is just a little flat Earth." Because all you
1: people that are going to throw hate at my
0: in my <laughs> direction, I don't care.
1: <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the Earth looks like, but I
0: don't care.
2: <laughs> uh, no, we're
0: not. We're not. Is Tenth Planet good from BJJ? I ask that a lot since it's a lot of. I don't think I understand that question. Is it? All right, Lindsay. It is eleven twenty-six. Yeah, go which gym. means that you got to get out of here. So uh, Keelan, let's me and you hang around for a little bit. And I want to do a couple of, I want to do a read for guy Dama. And I want to do a read like a recorded read for guy Dama and for schismatic industries. Lindsay, we got a super badge over here from Mike Reyes, 1982 on the Instagram. Womp, womp, womp. Super badges. That's my dog. And I appreciate y'all. We're going to do this again on Thursday. If you're not subscribed to the podcast on on Apple podcast or Spotify or something like that, please subscribe. That helps us out tremendously. Uh, I really want to take the podcast up to the next level and the next couple. I need something on the, we need something back here. A behind banner. Us. We
1: need a nice sponsor banner. We back need now. to
0: at least paint. Look all these holes. Nobody we used to have a TV right here. Before you pointed them. Well, here they are right here. there's four of them. Lord help the working man. All right. And that's a wrap.
2: Yeah.